Hi friends, thank you for joining me, the Comfy Cozy Witch, on episode one of my brand new podcast. I am so excited, if not a little bit nervous, to be putting this out, but it's been something that I've been called to do for a while, and after the last, you know, few months of thinking about it, I thought, you know what, it's about time. So let me introduce myself. I am Jenny Blonde, and you might know me as the Comfy Cozy Witch over on Instagram because, well, I love all things comfy and warm and cozy, and I am a witch. (laughs) So I am an eclectic, solitary, pagan witch And I love to practice um, kitchen witchery, home and hearth witchery, garden witchery. Um, I do some divination. And um, I just love being in tune with my magical self and seeing magic in the everyday. So this podcast, I want to do a couple of things. Um, First, I'd like to start every episode with telling you all you know, what, what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy right now. And then I'll go into a segment about information that um, I guess people who have listened to me or who are on my Instagram, my followers, you know, what they want to hear about. And then I want to draw a card at the end, kind of like a card of the week or two weeks. I'm not really not sure exactly how often I'm going to be able to post with everything that's going on at home, you know, because I homeschool my son now and just have a lot going on. But I'm going to try to have an episode every one to two weeks, I would say. So let me start with what is making me feel comfy cozy right now. Well, I have to say it is fall. This is my favorite season of all. Um, My favorite Sabbath is the autumn equinox. I absolutely love Mabin, and it is the start of my favorite part of the year. It's getting a little bit cooler outside. It's going to start getting darker sooner. The leaves on the trees are changing to these beautiful, vibrant oranges and reds and yellows, and it just makes me feel comfy. It makes me want to wrap up in a warm blanket and grab myself a cup of coffee or tea or a glass of red wine, sit in front of the hearth do a little bit of reading. It also has me wanting to be in the kitchen more, which if you've noticed on my Instagram, I have been in the kitchen a lot lately. I've been baking a lot. And that's just, I just love this season. And I think many of you can resonate to that. Also, or that resonates with many of you. Also, it's leading up to Samhain. And of course, I think most witches really enjoy Samhain. Um, it's not my favorite of the Sabbaths. Mabin is definitely my favorite, but um, it is leading up to the the time where the veil is at its thinnest and connection with ancestors can become a little bit easier. And that really makes me feel calm and comfortable as well because my all of my grandparents have passed on with my my last grandma who passed was just this May. And I've been, you know, really wanting to connect with her a little bit. And so I'm excited for this coming time of the year to maybe do a little bit of that. But anyway, that's what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Just everything fall. 
And yes, pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin spice. And I have been going to Starbucks <laughs> and getting my pumpkin spice lattes because, well, they're just delicious. So moving on to the topic of this very first episode with me, and that topic is altars. So I had asked on my Instagram, on my story, what topics listeners might be interested in if I did choose to start a podcast. And one topic that came up from three whole different people, I didn't get a ton of responses, which I didn't expect it. And that's fine, um, was altars. And um, not too much information about what uh, people wanted to know about altars, but just the topic in general. So I thought that I could give a nice overview of what altars are, just um, types of altars, what I have on my altar, and why I have it there, and what types of altars I have, and when I go to my altar. So I thought I could just share those things with you all. And hopefully you're interested in them. <laughs> um, and and on all, in all honesty, I could possibly do a whole series on altars or really on any witchy topic because there's so much information out there. So again, I'll just give like a nice overview. So a witch's altar um, or any person's altar really is their sacred space where they come to be reminded of intentions that are set, where uh, magic might be performed, where a connection might be made to spirit and guides, where you might come to meditate and where you might rebalance yourself or come to center yourself and ground yourself for the day or for magical workings. And really altars can be anywhere you want it to be. I prefer mine to be in a space that is comforting to me, a space that I want to be in. So my altar is in my office because I spend a lot of time there. And really, I recommend, and again, this is each individual person, I recommend having an altar where you see it because it reminds you of intentions that you made and maybe of some magic that you performed and some rituals that you've done. So some good places might be in an office, um, in your kitchen, your hearth, your living room, and they can be as big or as small as you want or have room for. My altar is set up in a fold-down desk, so I can kind of hide all of my altar tools and my things away inside the altar, and then it folds down whenever I want to work with it. Um, And then I have you know, a small altar in my kitchen as well that's out all the time with just a couple little things on it. So it can be a desk. It can be a formal altar set up on a table. It could be hidden away in a cabinet if you're in the broom closet and need to keep that hidden. Maybe it's a small little tray that you can tuck away in a drawer. Maybe you live in an an apartment and don't have a ton of space. Your altar could be set up on a windowsill or even in an Altoid tin. I've seen little pocket travel altars that people use as their everyday altar that they can pull out whenever they need to feel connected to their magic and to their power and to their guide. 
needs. And I actually traveled recently, so I did bring a little portable altar with me, but I can talk about that a little bit later. So your altar, again, anywhere you choose. So kitchen, if you do a lot of kitchen witchery, maybe that's where a lot of your magic happens. So you have an altar there, or it could be on your nightstand, a bookshelf, even your bathroom. Like I have seen and heard of people having bathroom altars uh, that are more like self-care altars that you go to for your self-care rituals. It doesn't have to be some grandiose display. It can be anything that you want it to be just so it is meaningful to you and you know it can connect you to your practice and to your magic. So I hope that explained a little bit about what an altar is. I feel like this is my first episode that I'm rambling a little bit. I also am realizing that I'm saying um a lot and I think saying um and like and you know, those are all filler filler words and having taught speaking and speech years ago, I know I know that I'm doing those things. I'm very well aware. So please don't comment and tell me I'm saying those things. I'm going to work at it as I continue on with the podcast. So there I go again. I said so. Um, What's important is that the items that you have on your altar and that your altar uh, is done so with intention and that everything is there for a reason and that it suits you and that it somehow enhances your magical practice and your work. And let me just say, you can have more than one altar. I feel like I need to add that. You can have multiple altars throughout your house honoring various aspects of your craft. Um, And I can tell you, I'll just tell you quickly, like some of those altars that you could have. So you could set up an everyday altar. I have my everyday altar in the corner of my room This is the altar you frequent most often that you probably want in an area that that you see a lot, remind you of your practice. It can contain representations of the five elements. If you honor and work with any deities and, you know, gods and goddesses, maybe you have some representations or figurines of them. It can include your divination tools. Any magical tool that's important to your practice might be on there as well. And I can talk about magical tools in a little bit, but first I want to talk about um, type, you know, these types of altars. So that's an everyday altar, a place that you come to every day where you sit down and you connect to your higher self, you connect to God, goddess, um, and your your guides. Like I said, my altar is in the corner of my office. I come in here in the morning, I open it up, I light a candle, I meditate in front of it, I do some stretches, I do some self-reiki, I pull a card, it all happens in my sacred space, my sacred altar space in my office. So you might also have an ancestor altar. My ancestor altar is a shelf. It's a little shelf behind my desk, and this is a space that's dedicated to your past loved ones that might work with you through spirit. And even if they don't work with you, you you might just have a nice dedicated area for your loved ones that have passed on. It's really nice to have photographs of them on this, this altar and maybe offerings of their favorite things. So mine is right behind me as I'm recording this right now. And I have pictures of all four of my grandparents who have passed. And my Grammy is, is one uh, with whom I work a lot with. Um, 
she has come to me and actually has told me in meditation that she's not a guide, but she is with me. I, I say, I tell people that she's one of my guides, but she actually has told me that she's not, which is interesting. I also have some figurines on my ancestor altar that my grandparents had given me that reminds me of them. So it's just a very small space on my bookshelf. Uh, so another type of altar is a deity worship altar. So this might be an altar dedicated to uh, gods and goddesses or just one deity that you work with frequently or one that you even wish to work with that you're trying to connect with um, to work with. And included on this might be a picture or a representation of that deity and any offerings that correspond to them. So any animals associated with them, if there were elementals associated with them, then those are some items you might want to keep. If you know, let's say, for example, um, let's just Dionysus, and we know that Dionysus, you know, god god of wine and, and revelry, maybe you have a little bit of wine out. And I just, I just said that because I was thinking of wine because I don't know why. <laughs> I just was. Maybe I want a glass of wine. Um, but you would have anything that represents the, the deities. I had been working a lot with... Um, Artemis. Artemis has been coming to me a lot in readings lately, in some of my uh, goddess oracle readings. And so I might want to set up, even on my own personal altar, maybe not a specific altar for for her, but I might bring in something from the woods or a representation of the moon because she she worked, she was goddess, you know, and worked with the moon and worked a lot with animals and in the wild and the hunt. So that's a little bit about deity worship altars. And then maybe you have, or you could have somebody who has an altar that is used just for spell work, like, or candle magic, a very specific type of altar uh, that, that is used for magical practice or spell work. My, my everyday altar is my go-to altar I use for all of that, but uh, people might have their own specific altar that has their magical herbs and plants and oils and anointed candles and your grimoire or book of shadows. So those are various types of altars. So I guess I want to talk a little bit about um, what you might place on your altar. So the first thing I want to talk about is some magical tools that you'll find on a lot of altars. So the first magical tool would be that I, I see a lot and I have I have on my altar actually is some sort of um I'm sorry, <laughs> some sort of journaling, journal, book of shadows or a grimoire where you might keep notes about your craft, uh your witchcraft, your correspondences, rituals that you've done, spells, any rules maybe that you've stumbled upon. Um Sometimes though, like these these books of shadows or grimoires are passed down, which is really a cool thing. And I don't have that in my family, although I do come from a line of magical folk healers. That's something that I would keep on my altar if I had. But I have my own journaling, my own book of shadows that I keep on my altar. Another item um, might be a bell. A bell represents air and is often found on an altar and it's um, you ring it to create you know a positive vibration, a positive feeling, and to signal maybe the beginning and an end of your altar work or your ritual work. You can find wands. It's another tool. Um, this one is used to direct energy. 
So if you're doing any sort of, uh, oh, that's my dog. This is going to happen because I hear my partner mowing outside. And you're getting a very authentic look at me in this podcast. Sorry, it's not professional. Maybe down the road, I'll be able to get software to do, you know, crazy editing stuff. But this is a very authentic look at my life. (laughs) So the wand is used to direct energy. It is a symbol of male energy and um, they can be made of of wood, of metal, glass, even crystal, and they're often found on an altar. Same with a chalice. This is a cup that would be set out to represent goddess, the womb, you know, the chalice. It can be filled with an offering for goddess or an offering for spirit. Um, and see, a car is going by. That's why That's why she's doing this. But you know what? My, this is my, my bigger dog. I have two familiars and this one, she is with me all the time. So if I'm recording, she will be with me unless I'm away from the house. You might hear her barking. (laughs) So I just can't get away from it. You can't either. And there you can hear her shaking too. So those are some things, um, some tools that are used on altars. And there are many more tools and, and I can, I'll probably post about them at some point on my, my Instagram So we talked about some tools, some types. I want to talk about the elemental representations and what I have on my altar and many pagans will put on their altar that represent the five elements because it's important that you are representing those five elements in in my personal opinion. Again, this is just me. I'm just one, one witch's opinion. So my favorite way, and I think most straightforward way to create your altar space, especially if you're just beginning, is by representing the five elements. So somehow representing on your altar, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Um, So here are some things that you could have on your altar to represent those different elements. And, And I'll tell you what I have on mine then too. So for earth, you might have a, a pentacle that represents earth, or you could have stones and crystals, especially um, grounding, grounding stones. Salt is always good. Salt is representative of earth. You could have seeds and leaves that you find out um, and sourced yourself. Acorns, any corresponding animals, um, bear, fox, figurines, you know, deer, those all represent earth and are good representations of earth. On my altar, I have a few stones representing earth. Um, And I also have some plants that I found out in the wild, you know, near my house. So I have that. For the air elements and things that you can have that represent air are your athame, your wand, of course, um, bell. And this is what I have. I have a bell on my altar Herbs. I also have herbs. I have rosemary and lavender, dried rosemary and lavender from my garden that I keep on my altar at all times, representing uh, air and the fragrance um, and breathing them in. Incense also represents air. So burning incense when you work or having incense on your altar. Crystals related to air, um, anything to do with fairies. If you do work with the fae, um, that also represents air and any corresponding animals. So those are just some tips if you want to bring some air. And I do I do want to say too that the elements, the the elements of earth, air, fire, and wind, or water, I'm sorry, do relate to 
the directions. So I'm always very careful with making sure that the directions are authentic. So I use a compass whenever I set up my altar. Um, so I know that everything is where it's supposed to be. So moving on. Okay. Got off on a little sidetrack for a second. Um, fire. So some things that you could have that represent fire is your wand or a candle. I have my candles that represent fire. Um, any crystals that would represent fire. Any images of the sun to bring warmth and fire energy into your practice. Again, incense represents fire and any corresponding animals. So all of those, those things would be good to have on your altar to represent fire. As for water, um, shells are always a good uh, opportunity um, for water. I have my abalone shell, uh, shell, and that's where I also will put out any incense that I burn or put out uh, any sage or rosemary or lavender that I've sourced whenever I burn that for cleansing and ritual work. Your chalice goes under the water category. You could have driftwood, which I have a piece actually in my outdoor, my outdoor sacred space. Um, a crystal ball represents water, uh, crystals, images of oceans, and bodies of water obviously represent water. And then any corresponding animals. So all of those things have to do with water. Um, so those are just some suggestions I'm not telling you 100% this is what you have to do. I just think it's a really nice way to set up your altar. It's very straightforward, especially if you're just starting out and you want to just have your everyday altar. That's a really nice way to set it up. And as I told you, um, that's how I have my altar set up. I've had it set up for years. And I also have, so I have that altar. I have one for my ancestors. I actually have a mini fairy altar as well because I like to um, work with Faye when it comes to creativity and inspiration for my writing. And so I have just an amethyst and I have a little visual representation of a fairy that um, a really beautiful resin piece that was made for me. And I have a little fairy altar cloth and it's on the windowsill. Uh, so the light comes in and there's like sparkles in the figure. And so when the light hits it right, it just makes beautiful like crystal glitter on the walls. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> and then of course, when I'm traveling, I also have like a travel altar that I take with me. And if you saw my Instagram, you would have seen, I think I posted a picture of it and it has, um, a little travel altar. It has a space for my cards for drawing cards and it has all of the elements represented as well. And it all fits into a teeny tiny bag, which is really nice. And I just realized that I forgot to mention one other thing that goes on an altar. And this is, these are things that I have all over mine. Um, divination tools. And these represent spirit. So I went through earth, air, fire, water, and didn't really talk too much about spirit and way of connecting with spirit. But I do have uh, divination tools as well. And that can include like your, it can include a pendulum. It can include oracle cards or tarot cards. Um, it can include runes or any forms of divination. By no means is this a requirement. You have to have this. 
but it's just something that that I see on a lot of altars and that I keep in my altar space as well. So beneath my desk is a little shelf. So I have all of my oracle cards and tarot cards there so I can grab them, whichever one is resonating with me that day while I'm doing my altar work and do a pull. And that is about it then. I hope that that was a nice overview of altars for you, for tools that you can have on your altar, for uses of altars, for types of altars. I know it's a fast a fast overview. And like I said, I feel like there could be individual episodes for types of altars and tools. But you know what? I'm just starting this podcast. So maybe down the road, there will be time to really dig deep into some of those things if some of you would like to hear that. So that is that about altars, and I'm really excited for you to hear this and to hear my words about that. And I think what I'm going to do is definitely post a picture of my altar at some point, and so you can have a look at what is on mine, what it looks like. If you've ever caught me on live on my Instagram, sometimes I sit in front of my altar so you can kind of peer behind me and see what it looks like. <laughs> and sometimes I sit on the floor so you can see all of my cards lined up as well, my tarot and my oracle cards, because they're also a part of my practice, my daily practice. And to me, they feel comforting. There's a comfort level when I'm pulling cards. So speaking of, we are getting to the end of my first episode. Yay, which is exciting. I've had a lot of fun doing this. And it's time to draw a card and talk about a card. All right, so at the end of each episode, I would like to draw a card. We'll see how this goes. And if if you don't like this, then maybe I'll change it and do something else. But I thought it would be a really nice way to wrap up the episodes. So today I'm going to be drawing an oracle card from my go-to deck. It's the Ritual deck. And it is, like I said, my go-to oracle card deck. I've been using it for quite some time and feel like it's gotten to know me really well. And, and I've gotten to know it. Like I just have a really great connection to it, which makes me so happy. So I'm going to go ahead and pull... Mm-hmm. And I'll do this live. Well, I guess not live, but because it'll be recorded. So I pulled the root chakra card. So the root chakra, the root is all about grounding. It's your first chakra and it is like right where, you know, right where you sit down, like right under your bum. And it's what connects you when you're sitting down to the ground or your chair. It is all about grounding, about boundary and nourishment and home and comfort, which actually, I'm not surprised that this is the card that that I pulled for this first episode of my Comfy Cozy Witch podcast, because this is all about being grounded and knowing that the energy of the earth flows through us. It's always flowing through us to keep us grounded, to keep us nourished Um, and to keep us safe, really. So just a little message for, for you maybe to think about. 
So in what areas of your life are you seeking nourishment? Are you seeking some safety? Are there any boundaries that you need to set, but you haven't done that quite yet? Maybe your mind or anxiety has kind of taken over your mind a little bit. And if any of those things are the case, um, just remember that the energy of Gaia, of Mother Earth, is available at all times. You can always channel into that energy and your root chakra is calling you to tap into that grounding energy. Whether you need safety, nourishment, healthier boundaries in your life, focusing on your root chakra can help you do this. And I like to, when I'm doing any grounding work and work with my roots, um, I often like to sit and be as close to the ground as possible. And if you could be outside sitting on the grass or in the sand or right on the earth, like that's even better because you want to draw the grounding energy of the earth through you. So, you know, sit, connect with the earth, meditate, envision. Um, There are roots, you know, growing from the earth up through you or even roots coming from you and growing into the ground and and those roots are kind of entwining together so you are firmly planted and grounded in what you do and the next step that you take some good stones for grounding so the onyx stone is a really the onyx stone is a really good one um let's see uh the obsidian so snowflake obsidian and any um, earth colored stones any darker colored stones tiger's eye is also a good one and you know just know the importance of grounding I think so much of my practice and my magic and even my comfy coziness comes from being grounded and believe me as a creative person, as an author, it is very difficult sometimes to be grounded because there's a lot of air in me. <laughs> I'm in my head a lot. I'm writing. I have ideas floating around all the time. But I think that makes it even more important for me to find ways to ground myself. And that's why I fall into ritual uh, every day because that helps ground me and starts my day off right. And sometimes I think if I didn't start the day grounding myself, where would I be? I'd be all over the place because I've definitely had those days. So that's a little bit about the card for you, for me. Um, this was a card that was pulled for a reason for this first episode. And I'm really, I'm really happy with it. And I hope you are too. So that brings us to the end of episode one with the Comfy Cozy Witch. And I had a lot of fun talking to you. Hopefully uh, many of you are listening. If not, you know what? It's really okay because this is a really fun way for me to express myself and um, get some of these ideas out there because there have been a number of you asking me questions and then hopefully this can help those of you. So if you want to follow me and haven't been doing that on Instagram, I am at Comfy Cozy Witch. So it's really simple, Comfy Cozy Witch. And this is the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast. If you are interested in joining the Facebook group, I have a a private Facebook group set up. It's called, I believe, Comfy Cozy Witchery or Comfy Cozy Witch. 
If you search it, it should pop up. It is private. So I would have to, you know, you have to ask me to accept you. And I kept it private only because I know that there are many still in the broom closet and would not want their identities out there. So that's why I've decided to keep it private. So yeah, please join me there and tune in again on the next episode. My plan is to talk about Samhain because we are coming up on Samhain on Halloween. And I know a lot of you I'm sure would like to hear about it. So I'll be talking about that at some point next week. So until then, everybody, I hope that you stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.